Hi, everybody. It's episode 367 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It's Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, when you got here, Rich, you, you, you complained for like 10 minutes already, so... Yeah, I mean, I've I've just had a shitty shitty couple of days. My my boss, my 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 supervisor was out of work for the past two days on emergency. He went to the hospital. We're still trying to catch up from that. He was back in today, and it was a shitty day. So I was having a rough day. Um, but things are starting to settle down. So well, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to to banter about. So, <laughs> Rich, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we are going to discuss couple of things starting off um there's some follow-up from last week's uh talk about not necessarily from last week's talk about wrestling but from last week's talk about wrestling in most part uh the gamescom opening night thing was um was today actually not it wasn't even really night unless it was japan well, or something it, like that. it was it's in, night in germany. germany germany okay so then it's night yeah um, gamescom takes place in germany uh, then, uh, Cobb, you played a little bit of, uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, um, and 12 Minutes, which I forgot that came out. It and, did. And then, uh, I, I, wait, we had a special stream on Sunday where I, I played Doki Doki, uh, Literature Club, and I've also gotten decently into Returnal. Uh, still haven't beaten it, but I've got a lot to talk about with that. Uh, Cobb, you finished some Gundam, and then um, we're that's just it? gonna yeah, that's it. We're just gonna have a reminder for the book club for next week. Cool. So, Drew. Yes. Here's here's my question for you. Uh-huh. We watched the the AEW thing last week. Uh-huh. Um, you had kind of asked us like what our general thoughts were, like would it make us want to watch wrestling, that sort of thing. I didn't think to ask at the time. Why do you like it? Oh, I mean, well, the last few years have been rough, but then honestly, like. The last month or so, there had been heavy rumor of my favorite wrestler who's been out of wrestling for seven years coming back, and then he did on Friday, and, like, the crowd reaction to his return is, like, the thing that makes me love wrestling. Like, that group enjoyment, I don't don't know the word I'm really looking for, but, like, go watch the four-minute video AEW put on their youtube from when he cm punk returned on friday and like just that mass happiness was like part of the like the main thing that makes me like wrestling okay so like so you're really in it for like the crowd reaction then i mean i like that's the thing the crowd and it's kind of also why i like sports and things like that it's the group feeling of things and reactions, cheers, boo, whatever, that hold my attention more than just a movie or a TV show, you know? And, and then, you know, like, the athleticism of the wrestlers, the ones that are good at telling stories on the microphone and making you interested in what the matches are going to be when they happen. Like, those things are also big and important, but a lot of that is also driven by the crowd's reaction to those things. Okay. So it's not so much like the the bad acting and storylines and stuff like that that kind of keeps you in it. No. The, I mean, those can get incredibly dull and lifeless and make me not want to watch, which is why for most of the last year when there was no crowds, like, I really 
barely watched wrestling. I would keep up with what had been going on through the like four different YouTube channels that I follow that review and recap all the wrestling, but like it got pretty unwatchable for a while because there was no crowd to react to the thing. Um shit, I lost my track of thought there. Um oh what was I gonna ask you? Shit. <laughs> I, I honestly don't, I completely lost track of thought there. I was about to ask you a follow-up question, and now I just don't know what it is. But yeah, so Drew, uh, what's the, the big deal about CM Punk returning? Like, I saw that video because people kept posting it online, and like, I heard the crowd, like, I understand the crowd was very excited for it, and I saw Sting in the rafters, but like, is he actually like a good, re- like, I never hear anyone talk about him wrestling. People just talk about him being a person. Well, I, I mean, like, people would probably say as a... T- in the ring, he's above average, but not amazing. But the thing is, he's like John Cena level on the microphone, if not better than like a Cena. He's one of the best ever at talking and making you care and seeming real. And then like he's been out of wrestling for seven years and multiple times throughout those years, he had basically said he fucking hated professional wrestling and probably wouldn't ever go back. But then like watching him come back, you could just see on his face. No, he really wanted to be back. And then in his promo, he cuts after came out. He basically said he left professional wrestling 15 years ago when he left ring of honor to go to WWE because he said, like, uh, I think it was August 13th, 2005, or two, 2005, or 2006, whatever, whichever year it was, was when he left professional wrestling, and then August 20th, 2021, I'm back. So, like, you could kind of tell how he felt about what WWE is, and to him, it is not professional wrestling. And then he gave everyone ice cream bars that he tried to get WWE to make. 10 years ago but they didn't i did see it like something about that online too that apparently he actually paid for them yeah he went to whatever local ice cream place in chicago and was like hey i need whatever thousands of ice cream bars made for this can we get some special wrapping for them and whatnot and he paid for them so which that that's cool yeah like yeah so it, does that have you kind of like I don't, I mean, you might have already been doing this, but are you going to be watching, like, AEW every week now? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I've been back on watching AEW ever since, like I said, about a month ago, the rumor started to hit really heavily that he had signed with AEW, and they'd been doing little bits and pieces of hinting at him coming. Like, last Wednesday, Kenny Omega wore a shirt that said Chick Magnet on it, which is the like the first thing that cm stood for in cm punk like when he was in a whatever little backyard wrestling promotion in chicago him and his buddy were the chick magnets and he was cm punk and i forget what the other guy they were the chick magnets so kenny omega wearing this shirt was like okay yeah no we get it any anything else you want to say about like the return and all that though drew uh his first match should be a fun one against Darby Allen. Like, and Sting will be there. So it's like three generations of professional wrestling all in one match there. Now, is it one of those things where they're going to spend like three months building up to it to have them fight at a pay-per-view and have it like 
suck. Oh no, that pay per view was <laughs> next Sunday. Oh, so they they like he came back like right. So I f- I figured he came back at a pay per view. Oh uh, no no, uh, it was the second ever episode of their second show Rampage. It's an hour on Friday nights and. Uh, well, I guess that's one way to get your ratings up on your yeah. your new show. Got it over a million viewers on a Friday night at 10 p.m. Like, it did better number than WWE's NXT show, which happens on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Had, like, then, half a million more viewers. Almost. But so both of them actually still have, like, like, they're just still on cable and network television, right? Like, they're not, you can't watch their weekly shows on, like, streaming services or, or the Peacock, right? I not in the U.S. I know AEW has something with the Fight TV app, but I think that's only U.K., maybe Canada. But, I, I, I mean, you could VPN to them, I'm sure. But uh, that's, that's true. That is true. So, how about Gamescom? Gamescom opening night live was this afternoon because it was nighttime in Germany, like yep. we said earlier. It wasn't springtime for Hitler? No. No. Okay. No, that's totally different. Yep. That that's that's a musical in fact. Sure is. And, but it's springtime for Hitler in German. No, no, you you can't say that. Um that's very offensive. The Germans pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> well, that's why it's springtime. I, I don't know. I, I love yeah, that but, movie. No. The, the, the producers is fantastic. It is. Have um, you ever seen the original? Uh no. Like the The, the original is also very good. Like the was it originally a stage play or was it uh, it was always a movie? Uh, honestly, I don't know, but I'm talking about the original movie from I with I want to say Gene Wilder. Yeah, it's been a very long time since, since I've seen it. it. It is Gene Wilder, but no, I've never I've never seen. It. Um, I actually saw that one before I ever saw the the 2005 with Matthew Broderick and um uh fuck what's his name Will Farrow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah, the, and, yeah. And, and Nathan Lane. Oh, that's right, Nathan Lane was in that one. Nathan yeah. Lane's the other like main character. Will Farrell is. Yeah, the guy who actually, writes the springtime for Hitler. Yeah, well, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Farrell's like the he he writes the music. It's Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane are the producers. Come up with yeah. the idea of creating the the flop um, mm-hmm. uh, Broadway musical because it you make more money that way off insurance was bad. I don't know. Yeah, because I I mean the original it's it's a Mel Brooks movie. Yes. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, I mean I don't think they rewrote it for the second one. That or like Mel Brooks is still listed as the writer for the uh, Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane one. Yeah, it looks like there's just a second person listed on here, probably that came in to do like some rewrites to like update it to modern. Because mm-hmm. you know, like there was forty years, I want to say by that point, sixties to two thousand five. But yeah, that that is a good movie. But yeah, so um, opening night live happened. That's uh, Jeff Keighley's Gamescom show. Uh, there were they showed off a bunch of stuff. Uh, some of the stuff already been shown, like wasn't new or anything. Um, they did show off a cool new Elite Series Two controller that's Halo themed, so it's got like the the Master Chief green and stuff on it. Got a gold D pad. Um, and then they showed off the 20th anniversary Halo Infinite Series X, which is also pretty cool. Not green. It's just it's black and like a slate gray sort of color with like the lines and things on it and like a paint splatter at the top and honestly i think that actually looks really cool and if i didn't already have a series x i would probably try and get that one yeah uh I, that that looks good and the, and the controller look but yeah i i i i i don't know i don't think i'd actually bother getting them but i do think they look now with my pc i'll just i'll just get everything on pc nerd 
there's no reason to get an Xbox. There's, I mean, there isn't. There, there really isn't. If you have a PC that can do yeah. that stuff, you can play all the stuff there. Yes. You don't play all the stuff there, but you could. Exactly. Like, if, if like when it comes to Xbox, you either have a PC or an Xbox. Like, PS5, there are PS5 games and, and, and um, exclusive that have gone have not gone to but all exclusives for xbox are going to and from e3 and i've i've read all of those games that were slated to be games past day one is also games past day one on pc so yeah. there's really no reason to have an xbox especially if you have a PC. except that it's the best place to play games according to phil <laughs> spencer so we'll see uh i don't know um i have uh, i i almost bought uh what was that? Uh, Nexus. Um, Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus, because it's on sale already on Steam, twenty bucks off. I almost bought it. It's been. I've seen it on sale on PlayStation for about twenty bucks off too. Okay, but I was just like, that game like literally just came out. Yeah, in June, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, June. Yeah, something like that, probably. It actually got decent reviews too. Yeah, it got really good. Reviews. Apparently, it's like the co- like the combat's really good. The narrative is not <laughs> like that's that's kind of the, been the general consensus. That's an anime game for you. Hey, man, I really liked that other game that whose name I can't remember right now. That that feels that looked a lot like this one. It was a Switch exclusive platinum game. Oh, Astral um, Astral, Astral Chain. Chain yeah. I thought that game was neat, and the the story was it different ish. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, Gamescom they showed uh, there's going to be a Saints Row reboot, just called Saints Row. It's uh, you're going to be starting a new gang, so. I, I've never played a Saints Row game. Me I, either. Yeah, like, I, I don't really know much about them. It, they're third-person shooters. This looks like it could be fun, though. And from what I hear, they're kind of, like, zany over the top after 3. Or, well, well, from, like, 3 on. Yeah, that I that's that's what I meant. I, I personally have never played a Saints Row either. Uh, really, just really don't care for them. Like, it's, I, like, I feel the same way as I do for, like, um, like, GTA, like, I, I'm not a fan of GTA games, and that's like very much a GTA type. Yep. So from what I from what I understand, the first two were basically like supposed to be satire on GTA, and then by the third by the third one, they just went in a totally different fucking direction. From what I've seen, like I think this is Saints Row. Like the third one, you're like fighting, and you start off defending the president while fighting off aliens outside the White House, and then eventually you're just in a game in the game. That might be four. Like, something like I don't know. Look, one of them's called Get Out of Hell, right? Th- that's like uh, that's one of the expansions. So f- I can understand not being being into these though. But this, if this were like a Game Pass game, I would definitely try it. Yeah, like, I would at least install it and see what it what it was like, just having never played them before. Yeah. Uh, but probably the most interesting game I'd say that they showed off, at least to me, was this Marvel's Midnight Suns. Hmm. Which it's a Firaxis game, which means it's going to be like a turn-based strategy game. Uh, they d- have come out and said that it doesn't use any of the XCOM systems, so it is not going to play like an XCOM game. But it is still a turn-based strategy game. I don't know how it's not going to play like XCOM if it's them making a turn-based strategy game. But we will find out in March. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're actually that's, yeah, that's, they're, that's weird. Like I, I am totally interested in that, and I feel like a a uh like a turn-based strategy game with all these marvel characters could be really cool but i don't i agree i don't know how like without like the cover like how is it gonna be without like the cover and stuff i don't know well we'll we'll find out on the first probably when they show actual gameplay 
that's what I was about to say. And September 1st, we're going to see gameplay for it. Uh, what The thing I thought that was neat about this is they're pulling in... So you're fighting, like, vampires and demons and stuff like that. So they're pulling in Marvel characters that are more in line with that. You still have your iconics, like your Iron Man, your Cap, Wo- like, X-Men are in it. So Wolverine's there, Captain Marvel. Um, But then you have Doctor Strange. Uh, You have uh, Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. Uh, you have the X-Men Magic, and uh, they showed um, Nico from The Runaways. And it, she was the one that had the staff that she kind of, like, was helping open the casket up in the trailer. Yeah, and do you know who that was? Like, who they, like, took out of the casket or whatever? So, that's the hunter. That is the player character. So, the uh, the player is not going to control the heroes. Okay. You're going to... Ki- it's going to... Yeah, like, you're going to have this completely customizable character in the game that is original to the game. And I believe this character is, like, the disgraced child of the thing that they are fighting. So, like, the hunter defeated Lilith is the thing you're, you're fighting. Um, the hunter defeated them previously and now, like, is being resurrected to help defeat them again. Okay. And, um, and, and you being the, the only comic book uh, person, like, knowledgeable comic book person here, is Lilith a, like, actual, like, I know Lilith is a known mythology and all over the place, true blood and shit, like an actual mythological thing, but is it something that... So, I mean, there have been Liliths in Marvel, but I don't believe this version. Like, I think this version is supposed to be more in line with, like, the biblical, like, mother of Satan sort of things, which, let's be real, like, could could very well be a character that has existed in Marvel 20, 30, 40 years ago, like... Marvel has a lot of weird demon characters, like you have um, Damien, the son of Satan, and the daughter of Satan, whose name I'm fucking drawing a blank on right now, Satana. Her fucking name's Satana. Yeah. Plus you have you have Mephisto, who is Satan, but then you also have Death, and th- 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 shit's weird over there. For a while, like, Johnny Blaze was Satan for a while, and Mephisto just ran a casino on Earth. Like, fucking comics are weird. That sounds like something Satan would... Okay, so yeah. I had actually seen something earlier that this is loosely based on a uh, Marvel series called Midnight Suns, S-O-N-S, which Lilith was, like, the main... Okay, I, I, I read that too, and I had heard of that... I'd heard that name before, but it's from, like, I want to say the early 90s? Yeah. And it was very much like a ghost rider centric yep thing and like i've never been a big ghost rider fan yeah it, it looks like the main team was uh ghost rider uh two ghost riders actually danny catch and johnny blaze yeah. doctor strange werewolf by night morbius jennifer kale and hellstrom which hellstrom is the son of satan that's damian hellstrom okay he just had a um a hulu series that was meh like I, th- I think that was the last of the uh, the Marvel Hulu shows that were getting released. Okay. But yeah, so but this game is apparently it it's loosely based on that as I think as far as like concept goes. Yeah. But the team said that like they're not following that storyline. Like that's why they have like a a totally original character that the player is going to be controlling and everything. But I, it's, it still looks like it could be cool. And like Firaxis is very good at turn based games, like mm-hmm. turn based strategy games, I should say. It's, it was also cool that they seem to actually be, like, portraying the characters correctly, or at least close to it. Like, Robbie looked like he might be, like, the adult version from, like, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Whereas in the comics, Robbie is like supposed to be like 18, if that. Like, I think he's actually still in high school. He looks badass in that trip. Oh, no, like, I will say, like, the Robbie Ghost Rider, way cooler fucking design than the Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. Like, they're cool, but, like, they just look like bikers with fucking flaming skulls. Like, Robbie has that, like, it's it almost looks like a mask, and it's, like, that, like, smooth white skull, and then it's just got the slits in it that the fire comes out of. Yeah. It's not just, like, the whole head engulfed in fire. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if his, his head is a helmet and not just his head mm-hmm. yeah and like the fire is like, coming out from inside of his head yeah and it's just it, it looked i when i saw it, i was like awesome yeah and like magic looked very much like magic like she had a very like new mutants looking um suit on which um did rich did you watch the new mutants movie uh movie no that's the one where they're uh, with, with uh Maisley, uh yeah Williams, right no okay never mind then magic is one of the characters in that okay uh she's the blonde that was played by the girl who did queen's gambit okay um, but then the, um, Nico, who is the girl with the staff, it looks like they're actually keeping her, um, having to bleed to use her power thing mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah, I caught that. Yeah, so it, in, in the runaways, like in the early stuff, in, in order for her to use the, the staff's magic, she had to cut herself, and then she could summon the staff and cast a spell. Um, and her spell is like, the, her spells are supposed to be like language based. So she can, she can cast a spell basically just by, like, saying what she wants. But she can only do it that way one time. So, like, if you cut yourself really bad and she wants to heal the cut, she can say heal and heal that wound. But she can never say heal and have it actually cast magic again. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but, like, she could say, you know, the Spanish word for heal and then the German word for heal and, like, kind of, like, rotate through it. But so it, 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 the comics always had her trying to find different, she basically had to find different ways to do things. Like, anytime she wanted to do something, she had to just find a different way to word it or different words to use to get the the thing across. But it was also, it was a very, like, early 2000s thing where, like, they could get away at that time with having a teenage girl have to cut herself to use her powers. Yeah. Um. But, like, it it wasn't in that vein. Like, she wasn't depressed or looking for attention. Um. In recent years, they've actually um kind of, like, written that out of the character, which is, is actually good because it's a really weird thing for somebody to have to do. Um, but it was interesting to see that this game is still using that. Because I don't think they had to do it in the show, in the, the Runaways live action. I, I disagree that, like, having a character cut them to use their powers. I disagree that that's a weird, like, a weird thing. Because, like, I've, I've seen that in other media and mediums. And it's, it's in, in the effect of, like, casting spells and, and blood magic. Blood magic is a thing. Like, but so hers isn't blood magic. She has to cut herself just to summon the, the staff. Once she has the staff, like, she can keep it out as long as she wants. Yeah. That's why it was weird. And it, and again, like, when that book started, they were runaways. They were all supposed to be, like, 14 years old. Yeah. That's more why it was weird. Like, they were, like, children, and they were based... And she was the goth one, too. Yeah. So they basically had the goth girl cutting herself. Yeah. That is odd. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we... On sept- in September 1st, we, we see what this looks like, and it looks good. Um... I said it in that group chat earlier, too, that the Call of Duty campaign looks neat, and I wish there was a way to just play the campaign without spending 70 bucks. Yeah, I'll wait for it to be on, like, PS Plus. Yeah. Occasionally they do that. So. Yeah, it's usually after a couple of years, they'll, they'll put it on there, and it's usually one of those things, by the time they do go free, like, I just don't care enough to want to try it. Yeah. It's like, right now, when it comes out, it's like, oh, yeah, I would I would play the the five-hour campaign just to see what it looks like, but... 
I'm never even going to open up the multiplayer, so it's not worth the the full price of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you yeah. can't rent games at Redbox anymore. So, because I did that for uh, what was was it Advanced Warfare or Infinite Warfare? I think it was Infinite, the one that was like supposed to be like slightly in the future and had Jon Snow in it. It was a while know. ago, but I yeah, I, I just I rented that at I rented it at Redbox. It was the same year that Titanfall Two came out. If that helps anybody listening, um, and yeah, I just rented it from Redbox. I played a couple hours of the campaign. I'm like. That was neat, and then took it back, and that was that. Um, and then the only other thing that really jumped out at me from from the the Gamescom stuff was they showed some more of the Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, and uh, they showed that April is going to be a playable character. Oh, see, Rich, look what you did. Now Ben <laughs> is here squeaking his toy. Look, he heard Chase having a good time, and then he had to come up here with his own toy and squeak it. They're both good boys. Okay, just let them be good boys. No, I don't. He just leaves toys all over the house, too. So, like, he can walk into any room and there's a toy there for him. Because yeah. he's Ben's the type of dog that, like, when he's excited, he picks up a toy and just, like, walks around. His whole body shakes with the toy in his mouth. Chase, Chase <laughs> is an idiot. Chase is an idiot. If he brings a toy somewhere that's not the living room, he forgets where he puts it and then soaks about it until you find it. It even gets Oh, yeah, no, we have toys like, everywhere. <laughs> it'll, we, we have all of his toys in the, the living room because... That's where he plays with them. That's where I spend most of my time, so most of his time. And, like, he has brought toys, like, up into the bedroom, and then come downstairs, and then just, like, was sad all day. And then I bring him his toy, and he's like, oh, there it is! Oh my god, you saved the day! Kind of acting. Like, <laughs> Dogs th- are goofy. There had been times where, like, he'll climb up onto my couch on the very back of the couch, and, like, the the, the cushions that would be on, you know, like, your backrest, he'll lay on that. And sit there and have his toy, and then he'll jump off, and the toy will just fall back behind them, and he'll lose the toy for like a day until I look back there, find it. He's just—he's a dummy. He is a dummy. yeah. Dogs are goofy, uh, but yeah. So the the Shredder's Revenge game, uh, April is going to be playable, and that just looks fucking funny. Um, one of her moves after she beats somebody down, she dr- she she drops her microphone onto him and it explodes, and it's very much like a like a mic drop, like she holds her hand out and just lets the microphone fall. <laughs> nice. So good. Yeah. That game looks like it's going to be very good, and I, I I wish they would give a date for it, because I don't believe they have yet. Yeah, I don't think they have. I also feel like if they're showing April as a playable character, like, Casey is going to end up being a playable character. Like, maybe like a DLC or like an, like an after-game launch, but it'd be weird to have April and not Casey. Right? Like, yeah. That's uh, just my opinion, though. I mean, looking online, Google is just saying, so there's no actual... And like, oh, 2021's no. like more than half over. According to Games Radar, it has a 2022 release date, and that was announced three hours ago. Oh, I wonder if that came out like after um after their thing, their after the the opening night live. Uh, yeah, after the showcase, developer confirmed multi-platform in a follow-up. Okay, so yeah, sometime next year. That's a bummer, but yeah. you know what? I, hey, if the game gets to be good by taking a little bit longer, that's that's okay with that's, me. That's that's all I'm about. Like as long as it's good, like. You can take extra time and it be bad, and then that extra time was worthless. And why did you take that extra time? But if you take extra time and it's good, then awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, did either of you have anything from the the stream that particularly jumped out? I know, Rich, you didn't get to watch it, but you did scroll through the the list of everything. Yeah i i didn't I didn't really get a chance to watch it. Um, I've been interested in getting the Jurassic World Evolution game and seeing that the sec- the sequel comes out on the uh, the ninth of November. The release date that was announced. I'm I'm probably just going to hold off and never getting that and get the sequel. But um, besides that, uh, nothing really like 
special to me. Nothing really stands out. Like I, I'd be more excited about the Valheim stuff if I had essentially just more people to play Valheim with. Because playing Valheim by yourself is such a grind that I don't really play that as, as often as I as I would like. Um, it's just well, make friends. I I have friends who have it. I just we just haven't. No 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 no. Make friends. I, I don't, like create I, friends for yourself. I mean, if I were that good, then I wouldn't have the job I have, and I probably would have already created, like, bots to play. Oh, shit. So, I'm sorry, this is totally unrelated. Um, It looks like Halo announced that it is going to release on December 8th. Yeah, that was in that stream. I totally missed that in the stream. Oh, yeah. I just got an email that, I well, not just, but, like, two hours ago, I had an email saying it arrives on December 8th. Uh, Yeah, it was announced in that stream and it had leaked the day before. So I saw some stuff about release dates, but I just don't trust that until it's official. Yeah, well, it then led Xbox to have a pretty funny tweet of days to leaks zero. Nice. Uh, but Drew, was there was there anything that jumped out at you? Not that we didn't talk about. Like the big thing for like Call of Duty looks cool, but whatever. It's Call of Duty. The only thing that was like new, very interesting. It yeah, which fair. Um, speaking of uh, leaks, real quick. And also, sort of, Marvel Midnight Suns. Did you guys see that Spider-Man um, No Way Home trailer? I did. It looks good. It does. It does. I, I love how, like, basically, you were right. Like, he was trying to have a spell cast to have his identity a secret. Um, but it wasn't that, like, it was just that he kept adding on too much to it. Fucked everything up. Broke the multiverse. Yeah. Which, does Doctor Strange come out first? Uh, I forget when Doctor Strange no, comes out Doctor, at this point. No, they keep it's, moving it's, it. It's um, it's uh, the next is Shang Chi, then it Eternals, then Spider Man. So, uh, so when like, is Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange March. is next it's year. March. It's March, and it's the Multiverse of Madness is really going to be taken from Loki. I don't think a lot of what happens in Spider Man No Way Home is really going to affect a lot of the whole multiverse. I think it's all going to well, be a lot taken. from well, it's Loki and it's um, WandaVision, because Wanda is in Multiverse of Madness. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, she didn't really, she didn't really create the multiverse, like, but, um, spoilers. Well, no, I'm just, I was actually more curious if, like, which one came first, just based on, like, timeline-wise. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. did Doctor Strange just get done dealing with a multiverse thing, and that's why he mentions it to Peter, or does that come after? It, it, it's, that's a good question. It's, um, and we'll mostly just have to wait and until it comes out to see, because it could be that, like, because of Loki, that's how they were able to break the multiverse in No Way Home, and then it just goes into just, like, the multiverse of madness shit that they're gonna go in Doctor Who knows? Well, we just, we just have to wait and see, but I thought that trailer looked fantastic. Yeah, it did, it did look really good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what comes of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that like they don't leave it ambiguous at the end of whether or not that we're going to still have a Spider-Man in the MCU. And I hope by the end of this movie, we know whether or not there's a Spider-Man. We might have three. We might have three, but all's we know, all's I know, as far as I can remember, is that Tom Holland's contract is up after that. I don't think he's signed anything else, and but he's expressed he wants to stay on. But it's as him. as long as Marvel and Sony can keep their shit together yeah like i'm sure because they want to keep the same actors in the roles as long as they can as long yeah. as they're making yeah and i don't think I, it's not as much of like they'd probably re-sign tom holland immediately it's more of can sony and marvel keep their shit together for 
Exactly. And can we keep getting Spidey Marvel? Because uh, if, if I remember correctly, when um, Morbius comes out, that has Michael Keaton as Vulture. That's an MCU movie, as far as we know. That like I, I want to keep all that together. Wait, say that one more time. I'm sorry. The the Morbius movie. With, That's not an MCU movie. But it's got Vulture's Michael. Ke- so Sony technically owns the rights to all of the Spider-Man characters, including the Vulture. So. It's the same way that, like, Spider-Man can technically show up in the other Sony movies, but they're keeping him away from them because of the Marvel deal. Um, They're probably just not going to use Michael Keaton anytime soon in any of the Spider-Man movies, so they're using him for Morbius. But yeah, like, Sony is keeping that other stuff totally separate from Marvel for the time being. It's stupid, but that's what they're doing. But yeah, we Uh, can do uh, more stuff. Um, uh, Cobb, you played some uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, correct? Yeah, just real quick, uh, I tried it out, essentially. Um, this past weekend was the, the full open beta, if you hadn't uh, reser- uh, pre-ordered it or anything like that. So I grabbed it, I installed it, uh, I played maybe like two, three hours of it. Um, I just kind of ran around, clicked on stuff, killed things, did some quests, leveled up, uh, summoned birds and vines, because I was playing a druid. I was about to ask what you were playing. <laughs> Yeah, and then I got to a certain point, and before I could find a waypoint, I got killed. And then I accidentally deleted the character, and that was the end of my time with Diablo 2 Resurrected. <laughs> How did you uh, do- accidentally delete your character? Because I just wasn't paying attention when I logged out, and I was trying to exit the game. And there's an X button, like, on the right-hand side of the screen. And I clicked it, and then I clicked OK without reading the little prompt, and it promptly deleted the character. <laughs> Oh. You didn't see the big exit Diablo 2 button on the left? No, my monitor is kind of big. I wasn't looking on that side of the screen. <laughs> I was uh, playing on a fucking 43-inch TV. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Look. I But honestly, I was probably not going back to that character anyway, because it was... I was on my way to find Deckard Kane. Okay. And I had gone through like the underground, gotten out, was exploring the next area, like trying to find the waypoint and everything like that. And one of the, like, the elite sort of things, I don't remember what they're actually supposed to be called, showed up. And just fucking wrecked me very quickly. And I was not going to, like, naked run all the way back there. Like, that, yeah. it, I had no gold. I just had a few things in my inventory at the time. I hadn't used the town portal recently. Like, it was... Lit- and the area... I, there was no waypoint in the area where the underground tunnel was. So I'd have to go to, like, the second waypoint area. Run mm-hmm. all the way back to the underground tunnel. Go through the underground tunnel. And then find my body again. And it's like, it's just enough of like rehashing the same steps by myself that it's like, eh, I don't want to do this again for a, for a beta. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, it had been the real sense. game, it would have been different. But for the beta where they're probably going to wipe anything everywhere anyway. Yep. All those characters are gone now. Yeah. So it's like, there, there's no reason for me to like spend that amount of time and frustration to go do that. Cause let's be real. Like I probably would have died again because I had no money or anything to uh, get weapons or equipment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I would have just been casting fire and fucking praying to God I survived. Yeah. But, like, it plays well, and I really like that... Um, I did download just the PC version, because I'm just used to playing Diablo on PC. Um, I, I really like hitting G and just jumping it back and forth between the old style and the new style. Yeah. It's like, that's... Crazy. Yeah. And, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I mean, like, does this really look all that different? Like, because it, it doesn't look that different from Diablo 3. No. Like... Yeah. And, like, that's, like, I know you have played Diablo 2 recently. I have not played Diablo 2 in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's, like, the most recent 
memory for me is Diablo 3. And even that's been like five or six years since I've played it. And then I'm hitting G, I'm just like, oh, God, no, I guess it did look like this <laughs> fucking 25 years ago. Right. Fuck me. <laughs> um, but that was just a neat thing to just, anytime you're, you're in there, you can just hit G, and there it is. Though, I didn't, and I'm sure this is how the original game was, too. I fucking hate that your number keys are your potions. Yep. Yeah, that's how original Diablo 2. Again, I haven't played Diablo 2 in 15 years. Um, And I just don't remember, I don't remember the hotkeys on Diablo 3 at all, but... Having that there when I was trying to hit the F keys to change my spells was just... I, I wasted a lot of potions. Let's just... Well, see, that's why, like, set the skills to the F keys, and then you just scroll wheel on your mouse. Well, that's what I was doing, but then I was scroll wheeling past things, so I was trying to just, like, very quickly hit one to get to the, um... to get to my, uh, bird summon so I could resummon my birds when they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I would just accidentally hit fucking two instead and use a potion. <laughs> Because also, like, I don't really, I I don't play games on PC, so it's just, it's, I don't have that muscle memory for that either. True. And my mouse scroll wheel is very, very, like, touchy. Like, one little thing and that thing just jumps. Which I love for, like, scrolling things because it scrolls quickly. But in the game, like, it was, like, jumping really quickly through items as I was, like, scrolling through the spells. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it played like Diablo. Yep. Like, which isn't a bad thing. No, no, that's not. If you, if you like Diablo, you'll like like that game. Yeah, oh, that's true, because you don't really like Diablo. No, I just, I I was fine with it back in the day. Like, Diablo 2, I was like, I never thought it was the best. I really only played it because everyone, but eventually, like, it became the only thing everyone played. And I just got, I was just bored of it. So, like, when Diablo 3 came out, I was like, okay, I'll play it. And just, it was more of the same to me. Like, the skill system and everything was, was, was cool and different, but overall, it just felt like more of the same and just the, I just, I don't. That's, which, it, totally fair. Um, I might pick it up on Switch once they confirm that it runs okay on Switch. Um, but it's one of those things where I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to sit at a computer and play it. I don't want to have to take up my TV to play it, but I would certainly sit on my couch with it in handheld mode and run around fucking killing things and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish it was going to have cross-play. Yeah, that would actually be nice to be able to, like, if I have it on Switch, be able to just, like, jump into a lobby with, like, you or Eric or somebody. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, that is a game that, like, doesn't require any real coordination. Like, you don't have to chat. Like, you can just be in the same world and go do totally different things for the most part. Yep. Unless you're trying to progress the story, but that's a different different case. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that was was my experience with Diablo uh, Resurrected. It's good. If you like Diablo, you will certainly continue to like this one. Yeah. Uh, and then I also tried out uh, 12 Minutes, the new Annapurna game. I've heard wildly mixed things about this game. It is a wildly mixed game, I can confirm. I I I am super, super interested in it. I haven't really read much more about it besides just like what, what basically we've seen in the past. Um, and this game's been in development forever. And it, it was one guy did the majority of the game. Yeah. So it took a long time to do it. And it's the concept is very cool. So if 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 you don't know what the game is, uh it's a time loop game. Um a man comes home and everything possible goes wrong, basically. And he just keeps reliving the same twelve minutes over and again. Yeah. And as you play through it and talk to your wife and talk to this man who shows up and listen and explore and do different things, you just slowly to progress the story. Um I grabbed it off of Game Pass because I also wanted to try Psychonauts too, 
So I just signed up for a $15 game pass, downloaded both the games. It's a good deal. Um, this game in particular, I feel like was meant for PC though, because it's very much like a point and click adventure thing. Like you are using the analog stick to cursor over two things and then pick them up and then drag them into each other or drag them onto other things. And it, it feels way more intuitive to probably do that with a mouse than it does with the controller. It's honestly a little clunky to do with a controller. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Point and click. I, but I've, I think I've played a few like point and clicks. But it just doesn't really work that well. I mean, sometimes they're done well. Like the, uh, fuck, uh, the Telltale stuff usually worked well. Um, who, uh, Double Fine, the 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 Psychonauts two people, uh, Double Fine stuff usually worked well on on a controller also. This one, I mean, like, again, one guy made it, so probably focused on PC and then ported it to the controller and just kind of mapped the PC movement to the controller. Like, yeah. it makes sense. But uh, the game has quite the voice cast, though. Uh, your your character that you play is James McAvoy. Uh, your wife is Daisy Ridley. Huh. And the, the cop that shows up is Willem Dafoe. Nice. Yeah. The only one who you can actually recognize in my opinion is defoe he just sounds like fucking willem defoe mm-hmm. uh i if you if i didn't see in the credits and know ahead of time that it was mcavoy and ridley would not realize it's either of them yeah i don't know yeah. that i'd necessarily pick their voices out of anything honestly, especially like i i i would prefer that though like i would prefer i uh like i i i think that's the sign of a good voice actor it's a voice actor who does a voice play or voiceover that you can't tell it's because there's yeah. there's like and and there's there's it, it can be like there's times where I'll hear like Travis Willingham or Laura Bailey and I'm like I'll know it's them but that's just because I've heard so much of them from Critical Role and stuff and kind of seen with Mercer but then there's voice actors where it's Johnny Young Bosch and when he yells yeah no it's Johnny Young Bosch so yeah, like it's... there's voice actors that do voices, and then there's voice actors that yeah. do their voice, and th- they just do it to different degrees. Yeah, like whenever we're watching like an anime, like I always like if like if like Laura Bailey's doing a voice, like I will look at Erica. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Laura Bailey or Troy Baker or any number of other people. And sometimes like I don't know the actual actual voice actor's name, and I'll be like, that's such and such from such and such, yeah. and then we'll look it up, and it, it's that person, but. They're not, it's not always obvious. Like, some, yeah. like, Troy Baker has a very distinct, like, speaking voice, but he doesn't often use that for roles. Like, he's usually, like, changing his voice somewhat, where, like, you, if you, if you know him in enough stuff, you'll recognize his voice. But if you don't, you're not going to realize that's him until you see it in the credits. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely how this goes. Cause, cause, so both of them are actually, they're, they're doing American accents. So they don't have their British accents, which, is what a lot of people are probably used to hearing them as too, between um, Daisy Ridley and Star Wars and um, Murder on the Orient Express and everything. She was using her her normal accent, and McAvoy just spent the last decade as Professor X talking with a British accent. So, I mean, that's also his accent, but yeah. um, he he does a really good job. Like I like he feels very authentic in like the stuff he's saying. Um, so the game. I don't know if you guys have seen much of the game, but it's all from like a top down perspective, also until you're interacting with something. So if you go and open the fridge, when you open the fridge and look in it, you're looking at it straight on. But everything else, you're kind of like, it's not even quite, um, it's not angled or anything. It's actually pretty much top down. So like you, you see the top of everyone's heads. You don't see faces or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've looped probably eight or nine times so far. Maybe, if, maybe more. Um, played for about two hours. I've made some progress. 
I've died a bunch of times, or at least I've gotten like choked out and like beat up a bunch of times because that's that is what um resets the time loop. Um, if you get beat up by Willem Dafoe, or if you uh, go through the door, your 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 apartment door, and leave the apartment, it resets the the time. Yeah, and then if it it if you just wait twelve minutes, it resets the time. So like um in one playthrough, like my wife was murdered, and it just like when when you find her dead body, you kind of like freak out for a minute, and then you just you have control again. You can wander the apartment after that if there's still like time left. Otherwise, like you just walk out the door and it just resets and you can start over. Um, in one playthrough, I killed the I killed Willem Dafoe. It's like I I'm just like, well, what happens if I kill him? Like he's being a bad guy here, so let me just take his gun and shoot him. And the game just keeps going. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like there's a lot of it. It's very much that like try a thing to see what happens. And, you know, look in everything, open everything up. If you see two items, try mixing those items together. Try, like, if you if you find, like, a grate on the floor, try to open the grate up. And, like, the player will say, like, I can't do this without something. And then you know, like, oh, well, let me try, like, the spoon to pry it open or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's even just a few, um, there's, like, little things you can do that change how the game ends up going. So, in order to actually see, like, the whole first run of thing you actually have so your wife makes dessert if you sit down and take a bite of dessert before she sits down and takes a bite of dessert she gets angry at you and leaves and like goes into the bedroom and starts reading a book and is just mad at you the rest of the time so like you can't really get any other information out of her at that point you just kind of have to let the cop show up and like let that play out as it were but you can also just as soon as you get home you can just hide in the closet before she knows you're home and you can just watch the whole thing play out like she doesn't know you're actually there yeah. So, yeah. There, it's a. There's a lot of cool stuff. There's also a. Um. There's a light switch in the bedroom that every time you turn it off and then turn it back on, you get shocked and like shocked enough that it knocks you out. So you can actually set it up to um do that to the cop to Willem Dafoe when he gets there. So if, if you're hiding and you've dr- and you drug your wife so that she's unconscious, um, he will walk into the bedroom and try to turn the light on, and it will knock him out. And then you can like run into the bedroom real quick and like tie him up and shit. It's- yeah, this sounds very, it sounds unique, like a, a, a different kind of story or a different kind of puzzle game uh, than something I've ever seen. I wonder if there's like just a one specific ending or if there's a path in. Uh, I mean, I don't know for sure, but based on the reaction I've seen, it seems like there's one ending and people fucking hate it. Yeah, that's, so everything that I've heard, I, I've purposely avoided spoilers for it because I wanted to, to kind of see what, what this was. Everything I've heard other people talk about on like podcasts, if they've finished the game, they don't like it. Yeah, like they don't like they don't like the way it ended. They're super down on it. If they haven't finished it though, they fucking love it. They're having the best time ever with it, and it just seems to be that. Like mm-hmm. if you're playing it, it's great. If you're not, if you if, finished it, uh, uh-uh, you didn't like it. And that's that's kind of a bummer uh, to think. Like, oh, I didn't like the ending, so the entire game sucked. No, like. Well, the game was good, and you enjoyed it. You just didn't like the ending. Like we have there's... literally talked on this show about shit that got ruined by the ending plenty. Like that's a total, and especially for a game that the story takes place within twelve minutes. Like, but does that make it a bad game? I th- so I think it could, depending on what the ending is. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I totally. Can. I haven't. Yeah, like I have not gotten to the ending yet, but I feel like. If you're playing, especially a game that is very much, it's a it's a narrative game. 
Like you're pl- you're doing this stuff to solve the puzzle to to see the story and see why this thing is happening. Why the, why Willem Dafoe is doing what he's doing? What your wife might be hiding? Trying to get all the pieces of this story. If you do this, and from what I hear, like it takes you know quite a few hours to actually f- figure out all the pieces and get this done. Even though the the playthrough is only twelve minutes. Yeah. Um. If you spend all that time and then you get to the the end and it's a like legitimately bad ending, like that could ruin the rest of the experience. Because then it's like, oh well, that just takes away from everything I just did. Like maybe the the gameplay may have still been fun. The gameplay may have still been fun, but everything else was just kind of like ru- like the the narrative was ruined by the way they chose to end it. And to be fair, there are some there's some not great stuff in this game that like could definitely trigger people. Um. I've got a stuff doesn't bother me all that much. Like if it's in some sort of um entertainment, like I don't get bothered by like extreme violence or anything like that. Like it's it's not real, so like I can put that to the side. But in this game, so like, minor spoilers for a thing you find out as soon as you start the game basically. Uh your wife is pregnant. Um and that's part of like why the and like the game telegraphs it immediately by her saying there's she has something special to tell you. Um you basically like you find if depending if you're playing the game right, uh, you find that out during your your first or second playthrough, and then eventually you drug your wife with an overdose of sleeping pills to knock her out, um, so that you can then try and trick this cop into electrocuting himself. But then there's also scenes where like you hide in the closet and just let this cop like torture your wife, and literally like there's the one scene if you hide in the closet, he just he he handcuffs her behind her back and and she and lays her on the floor. And then proceeds to, like, kick her in the stomach, like, four times. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, I get it, like, in the game, theoretically, you don't know that. But, or, the, like, the, the cop doesn't know that, I should say. And the wife doesn't know that you know that. And you're assuming that the time skip's going to just happen again and it's going to reset. But, like, there are people that that would definitely, like, cause problems for. Like, people that have, like, either lost children or, like, tough pregnancies, stuff like that. That oh, yeah. they're... There was no warning that I caught at the beginning of this game for anything like that. And, like, you know, that that could definitely turn some people off. Yeah, like, the, the content could turn people off, but it's, it's I don't know, to me, to think, like, oh, because I didn't like... It, it's one thing to be like, I can't play this game anymore because the content, and I hate this game because it ended the way it ended there's like or this bad this game is bad because of the way it ended those are two separate things like you can't and again you can not like a game because of the way it ended but still admit that it was a good game like that is that is a possible thing but, but you can if the also game... if the you could, a game could also be entirely ruined by one thing like that is just a, that is a fact that like the ending of a narrative can ruin the entire rest of the narrative like if the ending makes no sense and i just read shit about this ending i'm not gonna say anything because spoilers and the game only came out this week fuck this game (laughs) but like yeah i could see why this is a mess but like it's totally valid that the ending of a thing can ruin the thing like i don't understand how you can't think that's a valid opinion i'm I'm not saying that it I'm not like it, it'll ruin your experience, but does that make it a bad game? Like, there's that's what I'm yes. saying. Like, yes, I I don't I don't like that train of thought. Why? Just but because why? it ruined my experience, it is now a bad game. 
But it's all subjective anyway. Like exactly. just because it's a bad game to me doesn't mean it's a bad game to you. But if I if if I hate the ending so much that it ruins my enjoyment of the game in Entirely. any other form, yeah. Because you figure like there are th- like there are things with bad endings that you can still enjoy the rest of because the ending doesn't define it. Like I mean, like I'll I'll use How I Met Your Mother because we keep picking on you for it, but like. You you rewatch How I Met Your Mother a lot, but I think you've said you skipped the end of the last episode, right? I I fucking hate the ending, and it's the last thirty forty seconds. Uh, like but the, see, the that last, doesn't the last bit that actually is the defining aspect. The whole reason for this show is to get Ted and Robin back the fuck together after Tracy dies. That's the whole reason for the show is to show that Ted is still and has always been in love with Robin. That last bit of it, I fucking hate. But that does not make the show bad. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that is a thing where the rest of the show stands on its own. Like, that show has enough of its own character to it that the ending doesn't ruin the rest of the series. It doesn't ruin the slap bets and all of those things. Right. But when you have a game that is maybe four hours, five hours of content um, the first time through, um, that just has an ending that is so bad that it... It just ruins the the entirety of the rest of the narrative for you, especially when all the game really has going for it is the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like without that narrative, it's not. There's no reason to play the game. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess this this actually this this is where maybe I'm coming from more. So, is the ending bad, or are people just not liking it? No. Like, the, I, the, 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 like, like, is it that people are saying it's a bad ending because it's not the ending they wanted, or are people saying it's a bad ending because it is flat out? blatantly 100% just a shitty fucking end. Uh, fucking go read Kotaku's article. <laughs> they have an article and, completely defining the the ending of this game. It fucking stupid as shit. And like I have I have heard people on a lot of podcasts that I like gen I might not always agree with their opinions, but I generally trust their opinion. Um that have said that like the ending for this game just does not sit well with the rest of the game. Like, it's such an, an interesting game, and then the ending just kind of ruins everything that is kind of built up in it. And, like, I'm I'm still interested to see what that means. Like, I'm go- like the game's not that long. I'm going, to, I'm going to get to the ending of it and find out what the fuck happens. But it, it has been pretty... There's a pretty big divide in people that have played it all the way through and hate it, and people that are still in the middle of it and think it's wonderful. Yeah. But, like, probably by... Like, I... By next week, I should know what the ending is, and I won't spoil it, but I will tell you if it ruined the game for me or not. I think, honestly, because I don't know, as much as I am in this game, probably not going to get it for a long time. Uh, we could probably, I'll, I'll read up on it, and if you if you, if you you beat it by next week, I'll read up on it. We can have a more conversation on it. That works. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not PC Game Pass. It's only Xbox console Game Pass. Because I would say, like, just sign up for Game Pass and you could play it, but you can I'm also <laughs> saving my $1 a month for when Forza. God, you're the worst. I fucking want Forza. <laughs> like, I kind of, and like, uh, Drew, and your brother even said this on uh, at, at some point. Like, I kind of want to get a fucking racing wheel. Because, like, I have a PC. If I can get a good racing wheel for a fucking racing game, that'd be awesome. Yeah. No, so if, if you're going that far, you have to go all the way. You need the, the track VR that you clip onto, like, a hat so that, you like, you can actually look around and, like, look out the, the side view mirrors and shit. If you're getting a racing wheel, you're going all the way. I mean... Get a full, like, rigged in, a, like, roll cage chair and all. Yeah, you need, like, a chair that, like, rumbles. You need the pedals. You need the shifter. I mean, uh, patreon.com slash one quest. 
send that over and I'll stream myself and I'll have I'll actually have a camera set up and everything so you can see me playing with the VR. Will you fix your lighting so you're not so washed out? Uh, I I I will eventually. Yeah, <laughs> this it's you know what it's taking time. I'll, I'll get there at some. I just want a whole streaming. Um, but yeah, that's uh, anything else about twelve minutes. No. So why don't you regale us with tales of um literature? First of all, that is my most successful stream at twenty. I know so far. You're welcome. Like that, I have gotten most views from Doki Doki Literature Club. And and seven days to die. I also played seven days to die after that. Than I have on any others. Hi Ben. Um, <laughs> but that game is interesting. Um, especially I I don't think I can play it again on stream unless I have somebody there watching chat because there's a lot of reading. Um, Which it, if you want, like I said, there's maybe two hours left yeah, in the if, game. If you got um, if. if you, if one or both of you have spare time on Sunday again, we can do another. Yeah, like I'll, I'll hop on for like the like the two hours in like the early afternoon and and watch yeah. the rest of that with you. Because like I said, I can also show you um how to get the weird ending. Mm-hmm. It, it takes less than five minutes. Yeah, so. we we can we can work on that, and then I can like Google some things about it. I kind of do want to do a video about it, maybe play through the other playthroughs just by myself and record it. But we'll we'll get to that. But overall, that game is so real quick. Just because I don't know if we're gonna get here or not. Um, if you if you haven't played or seen or any of that Doki Doki Literature Literature Club, um, it's got some heavy heavy Tr- stuff in there. Trigger warnings. Um, trigger warnings yeah. for um, depression, anxiety, and suicide. Flat out, like trigger warnings right there for the. Also, um, self harm and some other stuff. You haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I never. I haven't gotten to the self harm part, but um, yeah, it is. Uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest. If you weren't there streaming it with me, I probably wouldn't have gotten more than day one. Because, like, and, and and if I had gotten to the midway point uh, and and seen that, I'd probably just been like, all right, I'm just, I don't know if I can do this. Because after streaming that, I went to, um, I played some, some Seven Days to Die, and then the rest of the day, I was just kind of out. Yeah, that's probably a bad, like, that was a bad decision on, like, a follow-up game. You really should have played something a little happy and, and <laughs> I mean, light. Seven Days to Die isn't, like, a dark game. It's not, like, it, it's just zombies. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it, it's it's more of something that, like, I can, I don't need, like, when I'm playing Seven Days to Die because I've played it so much, I don't have to think a lot about it. I just kind of play it. And so, it was, like, I, I probably could have jumped over to, like, Mario Kart or Mario Golf or something like that instead. But, like, I, I just... I really wanted to play Seven Days to Die, but I'm watching a lot of videos about it. Uh, but, we'll, but so, uh, what did you think of your first date? I'm assuming it's your first dating sim. Uh, it is definitely my first dating sim, with the exception of Persona 3 FES, but I didn't really do a lot of the dating in that. I never really got that. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not my type of game, because there's a lot of reading, and I don't read good. So, um, I just, I, 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 I it's interesting. It's an interesting kind of style of game, and... This game in particular is just like, like I knew something weird and messed up was going to happen based on just how you talked about it. And like the choices you make in this game, as opposed to probably many of the other dating sims, like they were affecting me a lot more because, and Cobb, you were there when I had to make that final choice before the day before the fast, the night before the festival, when I had to make that final choice. I, I was just like, I was, you, you had to reassure me, like, no matter what you choose, the same outcome happens. Yeah, so Drew, um, at what I consider the end of Act 1 of the game, you, okay. um, one of the characters confesses to you that they love you. 
Um, and you basically have, and it's, it's not quite a confession, but like, we're just going to call it that. Um, and then you have the option of either reciprocating or basically saying like, you'll always be my friend. <laughs> okay. And, and Richie was just not okay with that decision. I wasn't. At all. Because I also, that's, if I were ever in that situation, I wouldn't have said either of them. I, I mean, unless I was actually in love with the person. Like, I wouldn't lie to the person, but I wouldn't say you'll always be my friend. I just, I would have, I would have handled it differently. But, like, having, being left with just those two and knowing kind of what the character was going through that confessed their love. And it's like, you can't, you can't lie to the character. Um, because I was romancing someone else the entire So, like. She saw that I was romancing someone else. So I can't really be like, oh no, I love you. But then start trying to date someone else still. But like, I, you can't say like, you'll always be my friend. Because that's, that's just, that's that's kind of a worse, the worse uh, knife. knife. Just like, it's like, I would not have responded to that way to either of them. But also, based on the way Cobb said things, he like, was talking about, I'm like, this is going to get rough. This is going to get really fucking rough. Like, I, yeah, I, and I didn't want the outcome to happen. The way, like, what happens after you answer that question? I didn't want that to happen. And I figured it was probably going to, depending on what I said. But because, Cobb, you were like, don't worry, it doesn't change a thing. It, it, it relieved it a little bit, but it still sucked. Yeah, th- it's definitely one of those games that gives you the illusion of choice. Yeah. Um. So, basically, no matter what you do with any of the girls, um, the game always takes a similar path. So... The only real difference you have is the scene at your house. Um, you kind of have a, it'll will be different depending on if you went with um, Yuri or Natsuki. Like it, like depending on which one you're going to help for the festival. Yeah. Um, but like the scenes with everybody else play out the same. Um, the 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 thing at the end of the act is the same regardless of what happens throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. And um. The only other difference would be during one of the, you know, the day that you went to get a pitcher of water. Yeah. Um, depending on which girl your poems have um gone towards more, you will have a scene with them instead. So rather than like you going out to make tea, um, I th- I forget what the other ones were. One of them, I think you go to get like construction paper, and I forget what the other one is. But so yeah, it gives you that like illusion of choice. Uh, to make. Like, to make you actually, like, feel bad when you get to that point and, like, not know what to do. And so, let me ask you, like, because you've, you've done, have you done all the endings and you've, you've seen them all or you just... I haven't gotten all of the endings yet. I, I've seen, so there's only, there's, there's three endings. There's the, the main endings you get just by playing the game through once. There's the weird ending you get by doing a specific thing when you launched the game for the first time. Um, and then there is like what they call the best ending. I don't actually know what happens in that one, but you actually have to play the game and get, um, there are specific scenes with all three girls. Um, it's like those like kind of like splash scenes where, um, it's not just them standing there in like the visual novel style. It's like the scene where you were like wiping the shit off of the one girl's cheek with the towel. Yeah. Yeah. Or we were, we were, uh, soldered up next to each other reading exactly there are two or i think there's three for each character so you play the game through like like writing poems for each of the people and you will get all three of those images and if you do it right it's a different ending than you get by just playing the game through normal but i don't know i don't know if anything is actually different about the ending i don't want to spoil the ending 
the game gets weirder than it already is, though. Yeah. Um. So we. It was. It's definitely an interesting game, and I. I. I will stream the ending of my first playthrough again. Uh. This probably this Sunday, if not the next Sunday at some point. Like it's going to be a Sunday thing. It's not going to be during my normal stream. Um. But it is. Man, I was not expecting some of the some of the stuff to come out of a game that that has such happy, cheerful like background music. Dude, and that that background music is great. It's so catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, it gets like a weird. It, it gets some like some weird remixes. Um, later on in the playthrough, which is neat. Yeah. Um, but I will say so the next play so the game basically reset for you so after that last scene it basically reset the game um and you had to re you, you basically start over um it drew it's ki- it's kind of like near automata okay so like you get to an ending and then you just restart the game and you you play it through but everything's just a little yeah. bit different the second time yeah and um, so like drew i don't think you're no probably not. um i've heard I, a lot about it honestly like I, I feel like uh Cobb waypoint didn't they do like a whole big series on this game or they I, may have. I feel like it was definitely a darling of those guys at w- one point. Yeah, and so like I, I feel like I feel comfortable enough to like we we've thrown the warnings, the trigger warnings out that like we can spoil this midpoint of the game. Um, that seemingly I mean it it is a seven year old game. Let me is. just um let me just write down what time it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, spoilers for the the middle of Doki Doki Literature Club if you haven't played yeah. it. And, and, and again, trigger warnings for all the previous trigger warnings, anxiety, depression, self-harm, and suicide. Uh, right here, if you don't want to hear this stuff, just, you know what, move forward a little bit. Um, but you get halfway through the game, you get to the point where you have to make this decision of whether or not to confess your love for your best friend or to tell her that you'll always be friends. Both wrong decisions. And uh, the next day, you go to school, she's not there, you run back to, like, wake her up because she confessed that she has trouble waking up and getting out of bed due to her depression. Uh, you go you go into her house, you go to her room, and you find her after she hung herself. Damn. Yeah. She's just she's hanging there. Your character essentially has a a mental breakdown. Like trying to rationalize everything. And then the game just cuts and brings you to the title card. But the girl who hanged herself, her her image is all wonky and, and like glitched out. And I think the start button is also glitched out. Yeah, it is. And when yeah. you when you get back into it, like she is like the idea of her being in the game is glitched out for a second, and then it sort of like yeah. refreshes, and it just plays like she doesn't exist at all. Like, yeah. rather than you talking about your friend coming up to you, you basically say like, "I walk to school alone every day." Yeah, and that's that's where we stopped because it was it was also already at that point like three to four hours, and that that hit hard, and I was just like, "I need to, I need to." Even though I played Seven Days to Die, I need to lighten the mood, uh, and I need to just like relax and not like I I I'll I'll play this again next time because yeah, and it's yeah. and it does get so that the second half of the game it's it's darker in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, but it also gets weirder. Like it's much more so in in this first half of the game, it really does seem like a very like happy like laid back like little like dating sim. Yeah, like it's it's super anime. All the characters seem very tropey, and like your friend seems like just like the ditzy happy girl that's in a lot of anime. And it's not until like the end of that section where she's just like, "Oh no!" Like 
I, I've, I, I suffer from depression. Like, that's why I'm always late. Like, I just don't want to wake up in the morning. And, like, the game just, like, fucking turns on a dime there. And, and like, that's just, like, especially when she was saying that stuff, that's, that's one of the, like, I feel you things. Like, that's, that's where, it, like, it started to get me is, like, I've gone, th- I go through that. Not, 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 not all the time, but there are times that I, like, there has, have been a few days where I just spent the entire day. Like, I know what it's like. And that's where, like, when it takes that turn, that's why, that's where I was, like, I was glad you were there so that we could, like, kind of joke around and lighten it up a bit. Um, yeah, at the same time, like, you can't, like, joke too much about that because, like, it is serious. Uh, and if yeah. somebody is watching that, like, you don't want to come off like you're making light of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it, it's weird because the game, I feel like the game does a good job of making that, making all that dialogue in that section feel very legitimate. Um. And then it does a good job of rather than making that, at least I think it, it does a good job, rather than making the game about that, about like real problems, basically, it pivots away from that um, to make it a little bit more over the top, but not in like a zany way. Yeah. Like it gets, it gets very dark and very weird in a way that like you would not have expected up to this point. Yeah. Um, And I feel like if they... I don't think any game would have handled it well if they tried to keep it like keep it straight the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Like if they just tried to move on and like essentially deal with if you pay attention to what all of the characters <sighs> say, bless you. Thank they all allude to <sighs> bless you to Thank something. You. Yeah. Um they all like you probably haven't caught it yet um and I I don't know that it actually ever plays out, but um Natsuki the the youngest one mm-hmm. um Pretty sure she she alludes multiple times that um she has an abusive home life. Okay. Um, it, it probably gets alluded in the second playthrough. It it seems to me from what you're saying like um the the, the your your best friend uh, I can't remember her name um, Sayori Sayori. It seemed to me like from from what I can gather from based on what you're saying she kind of kept the group at a light place, but now that she's not there. It changes a lot of the dynamic. Oh, and it, it does. Like there, there, and that's where it also gets weirder too, because the characters also come. They they become out of character moments too, where um, Yuri and Natsuki will actually argue at times, and like like legit argue. Like do you, in your playthrough, you remember how you sided with Yuri at the one point, and it made Natsuki like leave the classroom for a little while. Yeah, there's a similar scene in the like the second playthrough. Um. Where, like, they basically, like, they start, like, sh- like sh- flipping out at each other. Like, th- I think one of them tells the other one to basically, like, th- that they should just go fucking jump off a building. And, and like, it just gets, the, the set, like I said, the second playthrough of this, it's, it's gonna get fucking weird. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, it's, st- it still has some really heavy stuff, but I feel like it balances that out by, like, showing you, like, shit's also very weird. Yeah. And, um, just one more thing. The craziest thing about the stream was I had somebody jump in as soon as we got the scene Sayori hanging. And they yeah, that, like, that they was a, like, a weird place to jump in. Yeah, <laughs> they, jump in, they jumped in just before, uh, or probably just around when, when, when she does that, and it was just like, what the hell are you guys playing? Uh, it's Yo Potato, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he jumped in and watched him. But ha- how, how about Returnal, though? Dude, Returnal... Um, I, we, I didn't talk about it last week because I was hoping to be further in the game and in it by now. Um, but last uh, last Monday when I played Returnal, the game fucking blew my mind, and I was speechless afterwards. 
and just like it takes it so like obviously it's got that roguelike feel every time you die you have to rerun um but it's like the runs are longer and everything the weapons and everything are just so cool in this game um and it's just it's such a beautiful game but when you uh when you get through the third biome um and fi- reach the signal that you're trying to reach and i'm going to i'm going to throw i'm spoiling it i'm spoiling it because this is where it blew my mind and this is where i want to talk about it um you get through the third biome you get to the signal you've been tracking the entire time you find your way off the planet you you're able to send a signal to contact um i can't remember the organization but contact the organization have them come rescue rescue you off Atropa. and so like as it's going through i'm like i'm sitting there like this is this is a game ending like this is the ending of the game which i've read up how many how many biomes oh there's six biomes i'm like how are there six biomes i just beat the game and it shows you this whole ending of her like living her life living on a farm whatever blah 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 all this stuff to the ending where she's being lowered down into her grave and then boom you're right back on atropa <laughs> 63 years she lived her life and then she's back because although she got off the planet she never broke the cycle and that just and that, that blew my fucking mind i was just like i that is like such a a kind of a dark thing to do that is that's kind of cool though it kind of it yeah. reminds me of they never did it in the anime but apparently in like one of the naruto like um novel things uh-huh. itachi does that to the one female that he's friends with he like uses his Tsukiyomi on somebody, um, okay. on the on the one female Uchiha they show him like friends with, and makes her live an entire life and then die of old age in the Tsukiyomi to kill her. Oh wow, that's that's nuts. I, I, I didn't yeah they didn't do that in the anime. But that's pretty cool. But like the cool thing is, it doesn't put you back on Atropos at the same time as when you were on the planet before. Sixty three years have still passed. So the ship where you normally start next to is all starting to rust and decay. It's actually daylight out in the first biome, and things have, have changed and are different. There's more moss grown and things like that. It's like, like it's, 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 it is a different biome, although it's the same, it is kind of different. And I was able to reach the second area in the second half of the game, and originally it was like a desert, like, crimson wasteland. It's now like an iced over frozen wasteland. And it's just like, it is, it is such a, great like like such a wild thing that like something i did not experience or or not not did not experience did not expect to that's just like that, that this that game is so good and so fun and like the the boss of area four the 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 uh the organ master i'm calling i don't know what the boss is was such an insane boss fight that it's just like it, like i love this game style the whole bullet hell slash third person or yeah bullet hell slash third person shooter roguelike like it's just it has so many different things to this game that 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 combine together to make it that i'm just it, it blows me away every time i i play it and just like the scenery and the settings everything is just so beautiful it, it's such a good game yeah i wish i liked roguelikes more because it really does look like a cool game but i know if like for 70 bucks like i'd play it once i died the first time and be like i don't want to do that again and I- See, that's the th- that's the thing. Like they do good with this one is, like, if say you make it through biome one and you're in biome two, you don't have to go through all of biome one to get to biome. You can go immediately to biome two once you find the room that has the portal to that biome. 
I probably wouldn't make it to Biome 2, though, is the thing. Like, I I don't like roguelikes. Like, I don't like the dying and redoing things over and over again. I get turned off by that almost immediately every time. That also is the thing about this game. You know how you said you were maybe through eight, eight phases or whatever of 12 minutes? Yeah. I may be through 10 playthroughs of, like, you, if, you, if you're good or if you're just competent, like, the runs take a long time. You're not, I, me at least, when I'm playing this game, I'm not dying a lot. I'm just, I'm dying at bad, bad, bad moments. But like, yeah, and like, I, I've seen gameplay, I would be bad at that game. I, I, I would die a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've never been good at bullet, bullet hells. That's, that's where you, you gotta get good. Um, but that's also the, the, uh, masochistic, sadistic side of, um, me that loves games, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like the Souls games and shit too, like the pattern recognition and things like that. And have, like, but like, just, just watch some of the, the, the boss playthrough of this game, like, it's not really that hard as because it's a shooter, you're standing back. You're not right up on the enemy. The only times you really have to worry is when you recognize them doing an ability where they teleport to you. And that's just like, they teleport, you dash. Boom, you're good. But you always have to remember that like dashing, you're invincible unless it's a purple beam. So like you can dash straight through things and it's not going to hurt you. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm sure because it's a... a playstation exclusive it'll probably be free on ps plus at some point eventually oh yeah in like a year or two i'm sure it will yeah. be that's why yes. it's that's why it's one of those things like it 70 dollars is too much for a game like that for me just and as cool as it looks and i think the concept is yeah none of it is a game that i yeah. like it's, like i don't like roguelikes i don't like bullet hells or from software games like everything about it are all the things in games i don't want to do it just looks neat <laughs> yeah, it is, and it is really, and some of the, the, some of the guns fucking suck. At least, only one gun I've gotten at this point really sucks. And the pistol, but the pistol is your starting weapon, so it's not going to be the best. Uh, but, like, a lot of the weapons are just really cool. Uh, like, I can't remember the name of them, but, like, the shotgun can have some cool effects and abilities. The, the, um, one of the machine guns can have some cool abilities. Like, I, I wish I could remember what it was, but it's, like, one of the more powerful uh weapons that you get i believe in biome 2 it it's like a rapid fire kind of machine gun it shoots lasers and one of the up uh, one of the uh possible perks it could have just constantly fires a uh line of energy out towards where you're shooting it so it's just like a blade of energy going towards where you're shooting plus like three shots at a time going out it's a really cool it's my favorite weapon and then uh one of the weapons i just unlocked is um essentially a pile driver where you can shoot pylons all over the place and they will link with basically chain lightning and anything within the pylons or if the enemies have a pylon in them just consistent damage going oh that's cool yeah it's it's it is a a really cool game uh, i'll be on there tonight to play it because we're done here but it's just i really wanted to talk about that that mid mid uh mid game revelation of like oh she lived a full life and then died again and came back because like she died of old age and came back and it was like there was one point in play in your first playthrough well not first playthrough but in the first three biomes where you potentially pick up um a a, a an audio track and she says like it's been 63 years and blah 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 and this and that and it's like it makes you think like oh she's been on this planet or that run that she's having that she didn't die she lived for 63 years um, but as 
the game resets after you die from beating the third boss. She says that line like it was 60 years I was out and I never reset the cycle or whatever and blah blah blah. I was just like, oh my god, like I listened to that earlier. Um, and Druton, check out Biome 3's boss. It gave me extreme Diablo boss vibes. <laughs> okay. And just like, it, it, it was fucking nuts. It was from my, and yeah, this is just me plugging my stream, but it was from my um, August 16th stream. Uh, it's near the end. Probably check within the last half hour or so. Just watch the whole thing, but check within the last half hour or so for the final boss. of. of or if you Biome just go to 3. YouTube, you can just search Biome 3 boss and probably find somebody better. <laughs> Look, I, I beat I beat the boss in, in one go. Like, I, I did die, but I had to revive. So I beat the boss without having to go back. It was one one shot. I'm sure there's some speedrunner that did it blindfolded. Though. Oh, I'm sure there. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. I don't think there is because I don't know. Like, I haven't played the game enough to them know the mechanics of the bullet hell style of like how scripted the abilities are. It's just it is man. It like I said, it blew me away to the point where I was like, I can't play anymore. I gotta stop. I can't. I'm speechless when that happened. And it was just such a cool thing. That... Nice. Yeah. So I, I realized uh, we didn't mention this at the top of the show, but uh, Drew and I actually, we went to a concert this past weekend. Yeah, we did. A, a what? You went to a, a concert. What is that? It's all music in person. What? In person? Exactly. What? I mean, I went to a baseball game. So, but yeah. Yeah, but I this was... was a concert. They've was... been playing baseball in person for a year still. Yeah, but like. I mean, I haven't been to a baseball game. That's fair. It's been like two and a half years. And concerts have been going on for the past like, two months. Yeah, they've been Is going it... on for a little bit. This was the first good one to come through here. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, with but, uh, the size. Yeah, it was uh, Hell Omega came through Philly on Friday. And Green Day, Weezer, Fallout Boy, and... Um, the Interruptors. Uh, thank you. I was going to say a Transplants. I'm like, no, they weren't the fucking Transplants. That's nope. a totally different band. That is a different um, it was a it was a good concert though. The, it was. It rained, which was a bummer. It rained from at like the end of Weezer and through Fallout Boy, and then but, a little bit during Green Day, didn't it? Start yeah, raining again. It was just light enough during Green Day though that like you didn't really get wet. It was just kind of like a nice little like refreshment because it, it was still pretty warm. Yeah, where our seats were, we were covered, so we were fine the whole time. We were not. <laughs> um, but I. Green Green Day always puts on a very good show. Whether you like them or not, like they are one, they are easily one of the best live bands I've ever seen, and I've yeah. seen a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's like my eighth or ninth time seeing them live, and they always put on a really good show. Yeah, it was my second or third, definitely at least second. Yeah, they're they're great. They're fucking so good. Yeah, and um, I mean, it was a because it was three bigger bands. Like none of them had particularly long sets. Like I want to say Green Day played for like an hour and a half. Sounds um, about right. They usually play like two, two and a half, maybe three, depending on on the show. Um, but all three bands kind of play. They played stuff throughout their whole discography. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not the biggest Weezer or Fallout Boy fan. Um, but they both played enough songs that I recognized that like it was a good time. I mean, that's. I mean, I've seen Weezer twice, both at festival type settings. They probably played the same set list that they played at both of those festivals. Well, I mean, because they played stuff off of, like, their newest album. They played their their cover of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they definitely, they did play new stuff. Uh, Green Day, thankfully, didn't play anything off of Father of All. Nope. Because that album is not good. Um, I think they really didn't play all anything off Uno Dos or Trey's either, or Trey either. 
Like, um, I think you're right because I think Know Your Enemy was off of twenty one twenty first century breakdown, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, think they, they, they did skip I'm, that one. I'm pretty sure they only played two songs off anything after 21st Century Breakdown. One was Pollyanna, which just came out this year. And then I and think, Still Breathing was the other one. Yeah, Still Breathing. There we go. Yeah, that's the other one. Which that's yeah, a good they song, pl- but... yeah, they play. Honestly, um, uh, what was the name of that album? Revolution Radio? Yes, I believe so. Um. That was a really like that was a really good Green Day album. Okay. Like that sounded like old Green Day after a while of them trying a bunch of different stuff. Like it sounded like a like a Green Day that took like the Dookie era and the American Idiot era and sort of like combined those. Cool. But yeah, they they played a little bit of everything. Like all three of them did. So it was it was nice to hear songs, like, especially like Fallout Boy, who's like I only really know their early stuff. Yeah, same. So, like, hearing stuff off of their first album and from Under the Cork Tree, like, mm-hmm. and actually knowing the words and stuff, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I know these songs. And same thing, like, like Weezer played, like, Buddy Holly and Beverly Hills and Undone and Say It Ain't So, and then a bunch of stuff that I, I didn't really know from them. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they were good concerts, though. It was a, it was a good time. It we sure actually, was. we, I forgot, we have tickets for, uh, for Dashboard in uh october i just bought a ticket to that don't at in um at the fillmore yeah nice are you and sarah both going or just you i just bought a ticket for myself damn tickets (laughs) there's part of me that just wants to go alone but if you guys are going like i didn't know that anyone else would be going so i was like i'll just buy myself yeah honestly it was like i think it was our anniversary um we were waiting for dinner and I had gotten an email. I'm like, oh, Dashboard's going to be playing in Philly in October. And we're just both like, why don't we go? I'm like, okay, why the fuck not? And I we, like bought tickets back in like May, and I kind of forgot about them. Yeah, so they were actually supposed to play in Philly like right before everything shut down. They were but he was to in play... that bad accident. Well, there was that. And then also I think the show was supposed to be like the end of March at the TLA. Oh. And, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the 28th or 29th of March or something like that. And, like, I was going to go, but tickets were, like, fucking $70 for that show. Yeah, and these ones are only, like, 30, 30, 35. 35. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might also get tickets for, um, there's going to, Less Than Jake and Newfound Glory are playing the Electric Factory or whatever the fuck it's called now. Oh. Franklin. Frank, yeah, Franklin, yeah, Franklin Music Hall. It's always, it's just like whatever the fuck the Tweeter Center is now. Yeah, it's always going to be the Blockbuster River Entertainment Center, where <laughs> no, the fuck it was originally called. No, it's always going to be the Tweeter Center. Fuck that. I never went to a show with it being the Tweeter Center, but it's always going to be the fucking Tweeter Center. I'm pretty sure the, the couple of warp Tours I went to in like the early 2000s, it was still the Tweeter Center. Probably. I, uh, I might be getting It might not even have been Tweeter by that, like, yet, at yeah, that point. I, I, I honestly don't even know. I've been to a lot of concerts at that place, though, and it's always been the Tweeter Center. I, I might, like, I, I might go see Bayside. Nice. Uh, they, they, uh, my cousin asked me if I wanted. I was like, maybe. It's uh, the Bomb Pops Hawthorne Heights since it's failed on Bayside. Um, right. Oh, I've I've seen previews for that one. I wish I I used to really like Senses Fail. They the one time I heard them live, which admittedly was at a Warp Tour, which is not the best like venue for any band. They just did not sound great live, and I've always been sort of like. Like I still like their their recorded music, but I've just never gone like considered going to their concerts. But oh, wow, the uh, it is uh, proof of vaccination or naked required. They said you know that. Nice, yeah. A bunch of conventions are doing that. Like New York Comic Con, if you either need to bring your proof of of being fully vaccinated, 
and be with like two weeks past like your final dose or have a um i'm sorry if you were over the age of 12 or whatever the the age is you have to be vaccinated if you were under the age of 12 you have to bring proof of a negative test with you um but yeah that i'm actually really looking forward to to go and see less than jake also because in the last few years i've realized that like i really like less than jake and i just had never pieced it together before but like whenever their music comes on on any of my playlists like they're one of the few bands i just never skip the track yeah they're really good and like they're just I can't think of a, of a less than Jake song that I know that I don't like. <laughs> I, I I've got uh, and this is probably going on kind of a slight tangent. Um, I've got a question that you guys might know more. Um, if I were to buy tickets at the door, there's a convenience thing, right? But you might not be able to get a ticket at the door. This, this I mean, I run the risk of the the show being sold out. But um, for the Bayside show, twenty six fifty for uh pre purchase tickets. Ten dollar convenience fee for twenty for thirty six fifty or thirty two dollars at the door price plus tax. It's going to yeah, be the th- same thing. Like the, there I might can... not be the extra convenience fee, but there will be sales tax. Yeah, like... but there's already sales tax on this. Sales tax, and there are still also sometimes still service fees when you buy them at venues. Yeah. Not always. It depends on the venue. But but like um, but they're separate from the convenience fees. Like you're gonna save like. T- at best, you're saving like two dollars. It's the principle. It's not how much I'm saving. It's the fucking principle. I hear you. Like this is why I don't like buying tics, uh, like concert tickets because it's it's fucking ten dollars for you buy one two t- and you wind up paying for three basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I I did. There was this is forever ago. I went. I bought a four pack from Groupon for the WMMR MMRBQ, and it was like it was supposed to be like they're twenty six dollars a ticket or whatever. But then they also charged a second dollar service charge for every ticket. And when I like tried to collect the money from everyone, they all gave me shit because like this is supposed to be twenty six dollars. I'm like, yeah, but they also charged seven dollars per ticket for convenience. Well, that just means your friends are jerks. Yeah, I mean, there's only one friend that gave me crap for it, but well, that I, I mean, I jerk. got I got the money back, but it wasn't really crap. It was more of just like a. It was only supposed to be this much money. I'm like, yeah, but they charge service on all four tickets. They didn't charge yep. a single service charge. Like, if it was a just a flat out ten dollars service charge and not X amount of money per ticket, I just probably would have been the cost. But because it was X amount per ticket, I was just like, this is bullshit. It's the oh yeah. I mean, look, keep in mind, like Ticketmaster ha- has a class action lawsuit against them because of that shit and it not being clear what they were charging you. They still do it. They're they are just m- now more honest with. The fact that they are just ripping you off. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, the concerts notwithstanding, it's, it's nice to have live music again. Um, I, I finished Gundam 00. Uh, Turn of Gundam? Yeah, I'm sorry. Turn of Gundam. Mm-hmm. Sorry, your cat was super distracting. Yeah. He... And like, I'm just like, what? And it's not even like a bad thing. I'm just like, what's wrong with the cat? Like, why no. does he sound? He sounds so upset. He he just does that. Hello, sir. Oh, it was your cat. I yeah, thought it no, was, was. I thought it was the no. cat at Richie's. No, no, no. Nope. It's not. It's not. That cat is upstairs in his bedroom. Well, your microphone just picks up stuff so clear. I'm not used to hearing the cat on yeah. Drew's side. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just, I just figured the cat was because when we were there, um, a couple weeks ago, um, the cat was fucking with Chase, and yeah. so I thought he was just doing that again, and Chase wasn't interested, so he was just like, you know, being a cat about it. No, yesterday Chase was a. Uh was sleeping and dreaming and and it was heard on nice but yeah anyway i, I finished turner gundam so um i've talked about it a couple times it, as of right now it is probably my favorite gundam nice that's good 
Um, it was just, it was such a pleasant show in so many ways. And the last 10 episodes or so just kind of changed everything. Like I had mentioned before that um, I had read that they were going to tie it into the Universal Century a little bit. Um, and they did. Like, like in like the mid-40s, they basically told you this is 3,000 years after the one-year war. Yeah. Like the one-year war, I mean, everyone knows it was never a one-year war. Like it just kept, like the confrontations between Earth and like other factions just kept happening for like a hundred years i forget when like gundam unicorn takes place like i think like a hundred years after the the original look, gundam and they're still fucking fighting look uh, <laughs> it, in in fantasy slash sci-fi the time of the the time frame the name of the time frame of like the war or whatever doesn't mean anything in my D world it's the long night but it actually takes place over decades yeah uh, well no so the in the original gundam it is called the One Year War because that specific war lasted for one year. Um, it's just over time, different factions kept rising up and kept creating more conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, and it basically ends with at some point, um, the the Turner Gundam is created and either intentionally or unintentionally, that no one's really sure, um, basically destroys the world. And that's why a bunch of humans like flee to the moon and they live on the moon. We get to see them on the moon and like they build some cool shit. They have like like biomes on the moon with like canals with fucking whales in it and shit. And like people go fishing in there, like and they ride dolphins to go catch fish. Like it's wild. Yeah. Um they also just ha- like people get kept in cryo sleep, basically, on the moon. Like there's a bunch of people that just live and it's these like quaint little towns that are really in these biomes on the moon. And then you have these um facilities like off like out on like on the outskirts that just have millions of people in cryo sleep. Um but yeah, so the they do get a little bit more actiony at the end as um they they bring out another Turna Gundam. Um or it's it's the Turn X Gundam. Okay. So you have the A and the X basically. Um and the X is a newer model but is also an ancient soup that was like dug up from like a mountain on the moon instead of the mountain on the earth and it, like it comes down to like them fighting a whole bunch, but it's it's still never like the crazy space battles that you would have in like other mecha, especially of that era. Like, because you figure that's like the late nineties, early two thousands is when like all the shonen stuff was really big. So like pretty much everything were like these giant battles, and this show just never quite goes that direction. It always keeps it a little more realistic. Even like the real the final real fight, it's actually like the the main character and like the final villain. Literally, like, having, like, a legit sword fight. Like, they both just have katanas, and they're just fucking fighting each other. Yeah. Um, it did wrap up a little weird. Like, the, the final, like, sort of montage to end it, um, it was a little bittersweet. Because you have, um, I mentioned before, but the Queen of the Moon and then one of, like, a girl from Earth are identical. Like, it, they, they, they fucking parent trap, like, four times in this movie. And they decide at the end to actually, like, permanently switch places. So the girl who was just kind of like a, she was... She was rich, but she wasn't, like, anybody important on Earth, is now the queen of the fucking moon. And the queen of the moon just wants to, like, live her live out her days on Earth and, and like, eventually die. Because she is several hundred years old, and she just, she would be brought back, like, woken up every so often to do things, but she spent most of her time um, in cryosleep. And it looks like at the end there that, like, that having happened, like, being, like, put to sleep, woken up, put to sleep, woken up, has actually, like, affected her 
um, physically, and she seems to be sick and dying. Like, they show her, like, walking with a cane, even though it's maybe, like, a year later. Um, and you just get the impression that, like, she is sick and probably is not going to be alive that much longer. Um, and Laurent, like, the main, the main character, um, ends up kind of leaving with her to, like, take care of her. But it doesn't appear to be any sort of, um, romantic thing. Even though it seemed like that was something they were sort of alluding to, that, like, the two of them may have some sort of, like, romantic ties. Um, instead, they end up... Sorry, I was just waiting for that stuff to clear. Um, they end up alluding to, like, two other characters having feelings for each other. And then when it comes to, like, the end of it, they just don't. Um, but yeah, so um, Sochi, who is one of the other females, it's one of the... She is the sister to the, the person who takes over for the Moon Queen. Um, the whole time, she's sort of... She's friends with Loran. She becomes a pilot herself. Um, and she's always kind of... She's, like, the loud, obnoxious one, but also probably the most well-meaning, like, 90% of the time. She's got a little bit of prejudice against the moon people because they're responsible for her father dying. But, like, she generally seems to be, like, good-hearted throughout the whole thing. She's just a little impulsive and makes some bad decisions. But her decisions, as far as I can remember, never, like, resulted in anything actually, like, really bad happening. Like, nobody dies or anything from her making, like, a stupid decision. Um, she gets injured a couple times, she has to get saved, but that's about it. Um, and, like, by the end of the, th- of, of the series, they really had, like, kind of, like, set up a, like, bond between her and Loran, and they literally just have a scene with, like, the ending theme playing, where, like, they say goodbye, he kisses her, and then he gets in a car and drives off with his sis- with her sister, who, as far as the only three people that know that, maybe four people, the only three people that we know for sure know that they switched places are the queen, the girl that looks like the queen, and Loran. Like, that's it. Like, the sister doesn't know. Nobody else knows. So as far as this poor girl knows, this guy that she fell in love with just fucking, like, pieced out with her sister. Um, And, yeah, that like that part was a little bittersweet because it's just, like, everyone went through so much bullshit and, like, they didn't get a happy ending at the end. But also, like, Gundam shows are about war and politics and everything like that, and that's realistic, is not everyone's going to have a happy ending. Um... I mean, frankly, like, this is probably one of the happier endings that I can remember, because nobody just straight died. Like, even most, I think oh, two of the villainous characters died. Um, but most of the other ones actually, like, either reformed or whatever. Like, there there were two goofy guys that, um, they were kind of like Team Rockety. Like, they started out as, as bad guys, but they were just buffoons. And then they tried to desert their military. Um, and then they somehow ended up with, like, the Earth military that had the Gundam. And they just kind of, like, stick with them the rest of the time. Like, they become pilots of their spaceship and everything. And it's just, it was the weirdest fucking turnaround for two characters that, like, when they show up originally, you're kind of like, oh, well, the- these are, like, bit characters. They're super goofy. They're kind of stereotypes. They're not going to be around long. And then they become two of the most enduring characters. Like, but in the end, like, little wrap-up, they literally show them, they, they started their own, like, puppet show business, like, in, like, a little traveling cart where they put on puppet shows about the Gundams and stuff like that for children. Um, and it's just, it's super fucking weird. Uh, yeah, it sounds, sounds and, like definitely a, a Gundam. Um, I don't know a lot about Gundams, but it definitely sounds like a Gundam. So that's the thing, though, it doesn't, it, it's nothing like any other Gundam. Like, that's, I think that's what I like so much about it. Um, because it, there aren't even that many mobile suit battles. There's a lot of mobile suits, but, like, they don't really fight that much. 
And a lot of them, other than the ones that they dig up on Earth from, like, the previous wars, all the ones that they create on the moon, like, they basically retrofit them for battle. None of them were meant for battle. They were all meant for, like, construction and moving things and, like, utility work, not fighting and death and carnage. It's just they needed weapons, so they converted these things into weapons. Um, it's just, it, I, I keep thinking in my head, and I just want to say it, and I'm going to say it. A Gundam, a Gundam show where it's not just giant robots fighting. All I watch Gundam for is to see <laughs> giant robots fighting. Huh? Cobb? Mister, I won't watch Godzilla because all I want is giant monsters fighting. Well, yeah, because that's all I want out of a fucking Godzilla movie. Well, and But here's the this thing. Is, this here's is the a thing. Gundam Godzilla, show. It's, it's supposed to no. be about the Gundam. But it is about the Gundam. That's the thing. How many minutes was Godzilla in Godzilla fucking Final Wars? You said like six, right? Fifteen, something like that. Yeah, like 16 minutes out of like two hours. The Gundam was in every episode of this show. But Mobile how... suits were in every episode. Look, he, he, he did laundry with them. He moved things with them. Like, they used the Gundam for all sorts of stuff. I don't need it to be constant action. Godzilla's just not in the fucking Godzilla movies. Godzilla is in the Godzilla movie. It's about Godzilla. It doesn't... It's he doesn't have to be in the entire movie. Like it's about Godzilla. These this Barely. is about Gundam, and the Gundam is in it. Whether whether he's sitting, it's it's the same thing. He's sitting there, like the Gundam is just sitting there holding laundry. Like isn't really doing anything. Like come on now, I, it's helping them with laundry. And Godzilla is an antihero, and is thankfully not destroying the world when he's not on screen for for that. But that's part. the thing. If if the movie's called. Godzilla, I want to see Godzilla. See I'm not. Godzilla. I'm not there. To, I'm, I don't care about. I don't care about humans talking look, about pollution. Look, the Final Wars is is a, it's a whole different monster because it's the homage to the original year anniversary. It's a different. They, he 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 does play a more prominent role and is seen more often. Like like it, it doesn't take as long in all of the Godzilla movies for Godzilla to be seen. He is seen throughout the movies. It's just, he doesn't take the forefront until certain points. Like, it is about him, same as this is about the Gundams. But it is more about the the, the, the people dealing with and less about him. But I, I also think that this being a 50-episode series with character development and all is also very different than a two-hour movie of, it's, it's a disaster movie. And as we come to discuss over the last year, I don't really care for disaster movies. I mean... Kind of. They're not. Yes, disasters happen. I think you. I think that was kind of how you described them at one point. Like they're more like a disaster movie where it's a bunch of setup to like the thing happening and then the thing happening. It's 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 reacting. Like yeah, like to me, like that's not interesting. A lot of the Godzilla movies are reacting Godzilla, and and it's again, it's like if you were to watch the like that that builds up all the Godzilla. I'm just making funny a little bit. Okay. Oh, I know. Because you're all like, oh, this is different, and it's not about the Gundams fighting. But the whole time I'm talking about Godzilla, you're like, I just want Godzilla to fight. And when I'm telling them, but this is different, it's not about Godzilla fighting. Yeah, it's fucking boring. It's two hours of boring, mm-hmm. and then 15 minutes of not boring. No, this is not. delightful character development. I get to, I got to see him fucking learn that he could just spin the fucking Gundam's hand to make a laundry machine out of the fucking water. Um, he learned how to fly in the Gundam. He learned that the Gundam was strong enough to push a spaceship back in space. And I learned that humans are more capable because they fend off Godzilla quite frequently. <laughs> um, so l- the last thing about Turner Gundam that I thought was kind of unexpected. 
So I mentioned, like, the first time I talked about it, that there was, like, the one guy that was in charge that always referred to Loran as Laura. And he was just kind of condescending and a little bit of, like, a prick. He seemed like he, like, genuinely meant well and, like, wanted peace. Um, In the last few episodes, he kind of, like, did a 180 and, like, didn't go, like, full, like, mustache-twirling villain, but definitely, like, sided with the scummy people to basically try and, like, screw over the moon and, like, take over everything and just, like, get rid of all the moon people and just take their technology. Um, but in, like, the last few minutes that you really see him, um, I'm pretty sure he, um, admitted to actually being in love with Laurent. Um, and this would, this would have been in Japan in the late 90s, where, like, that wouldn't have been okay for them to actually have played out on screen. Like, they would not have done that. Um, like, that sort of stuff just, like, even now, like, homosexuality and stuff like that in Japan is just, they don't seem very open about that stuff. Um, so, like, and it's, it's like this random scene where... Laurent is actually escaping from the vessel, and he has this moment of just, like, like painful, like, asking him not to leave, almost. And then shortly after that, he's talking with another character who he was actually, like, in an arranged marriage, like, like betrothed with. And he, he said something about his beloved Laura. And the girl looks at him and goes, but Laura's Laurent. That's a, Laura's a boy. Like, if you love Laura, then you love Laurent. And they just kind of, like, leave it at that. But it was just, like... Oh, that kind of explains it then. Like, this was very much a, a of its time, that guy being a douchebag, because he actually had feelings that he couldn't act on. Because he, he was a dick to Loran, like, the whole time. Like, he he was never, like, outright mean to him, but he, he just picked on him. Like, he called him Laura, like, constantly. Even when, like, he was corrected, he always called him Laura, and just kind of, like, doubted him with a bunch of stuff until it came to him piloting the Gundam. Yeah. But I think that's probably everything... Um, do either of you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No. No, I think I think that's it. Um, just a reminder for the listeners, next week we will be talking about Puella Maja Madoka the anime. Um, so if you want to if you want to kind of I guess join in on the conversation. What was it you said, Kyle? 12 episodes? Uh, 11 or 12 episodes. Uh, I think it's 12 episodes. It was made in 2011. It's on all the platforms. Um, I'll actually, in the show notes, I'll just put a link to the Just Watch link for it, so you can just click on whatever service you have. Um, have either of you guys started it yet? I, no. I, I have not, um, I, but I plan on watching most, if not all of it, Saturday or Sunday. Nice. Yeah, uh, I started watching it earlier this week. I'm like five episodes in. It is it is different than I remember it, and like in a good way. It's a good show, though. Nice. Hopefully you guys like it. And, and, and I'll let you guys know, because I'm struggling on deciding whether or not which, what to have us watch, but I'll, that I've devised up a plan, and we're all going to bring D20 a roll, and I'm going to do math, we're going to figure it out that way. I don't have a D20. Your wife does. She has plenty. This is true. Can one of you just roll the dice for me? No, you have to roll it. It has to be, it has I to be. I hate dice. It just, it ha- because I don't want it, I, I, look, my plan is pretty much evens and odds, but I want us all to be part of it, so we all roll 20s and add it all together, pretty much just add the lower numbers together, figure out if it's even as our odds, and then also, depending on the total, we'll determine other things. I just, I don't know what to have us watch, but I have ideas of what I want us to have us watch, and so we're just gonna play a little game about it. Have some little fun with it. It's just rolling and I'm doing the math. You don't even have to work. Oh, dice are stupid. I hate dice. <laughs> uh, you're stupid. Dice hate Cobb, you. you can just you can roll a die on Google. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I'm just I was just gonna Google random number generator and just use that. No, you can roll you can roll D twenty. Roll space D twenty on Yeah. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. And it'll roll a D twenty on there. Um, oh wow. 
Oh yeah, yeah you can actually like pick all of them. That's yep. interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, I've never, I've never had to do that before. Uh, I mean, fair. I've never had to do it for D and D, but I've done it a handful. Of- well, I rolled a five, so remember that for next week. Nope, we're gonna have to do it next week. <laughs> ah, what a dick! All right. Uh, well, I guess that will do it for this week. We will be back next week with some more. But if you'd like to find more of our content in the meantime, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, you can always go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all of those places. Uh, Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all matter a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Right? <laughs>